0: Hey, how's it going, Lakeland? This is Chad McLeod, your newest member of the Lakeland City Commission. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to A View from City Hall. Again, my name is Chad McLeod, and I am one of your Lakeland City Commissioners. I started this podcast back in March as a way to hopefully provide insights into the city commission, into the topics that we're discussing, uh, the decisions that we make, and just another way to communicate with our Lakeland residents. And I created this at the beginning of March. And when I, so that was a month ago, and I look back and think of all that has happened in the past month. And uh, sometimes it seems like I've been in office for a lot longer than three months and I, so I want to talk about a couple of things on this episode. I My thought for these podcasts is to take three topics for each episode and, and cover those. And so certainly if you're listening and you think I would like to hear you talk about whatever issue it is that that you think would be good for this podcast and that is something that's going on in the city of Lakeland or that we are talking about as a commission, please feel free to email me chad.mcleod.com. At LakelandGov.net, uh, love hearing from Lakeland residents on on all sorts of topics, and so uh, would would love input and and thoughts on this podcast and and topics as well. I really appreciate you listening. I know we had more listeners on the second episode uh, than we did on our first, and I and I just hope to continue that uh, in the coming months. My goal is to produce two podcasts a month at at the time when I launched. Of you from City Hall, uh, my thought was I would produce an episode on the off weeks that we don't have commission meetings. Right now, we are as a commission meeting at least once a week. Last week, we met twice uh, for official commission meetings, and then we had an agenda study session as well, which is where we prepare for uh, the official meeting the following Monday. So we've had a lot of meetings recently. Um, but I'm still committed to to producing these podcasts at least twice a month as an update from from my vantage point as a commissioner uh, in my first year um, uh, of serving our city. So I for this episode, I want to talk about three things. the current conditions, state of our city, the things that that we are dealing with right now, many of those things have have been reported or you, you're, there may be some details or some behind the scene. Uh, thought processes that that I can talk about. Uh, the second thing I want to cover is Lakeland Electric and uh, the Utility Committee and our decision that we made this week as it relates to power replacement for Unit 3, the power plant, uh, the coal-powered plant that, that we currently have. I want to talk about that. And at the end, I want to talk about serving on the Finance Committee. We Each commissioner serves on Different committees, and there are three of us who who sit on finance, and we met recently to discuss um, the results of the annual audit of our city's finances. I want to talk about that, and just some of the some of my thoughts for the future, and um, what next year potentially looks like as we're talking about city finances. So our current state as a city, we are in. Different times we're, we're in a situation that none of us have have ever been in before. I was sharing with a group this morning I, I had the opportunity to speak to the Lakeland Chambers Advocacy committee. and of course we we met virtually and and we're doing I'm doing a lot of virtual meetings as I'm sure many of you listening are as well. but I was I was speaking to them and just saying that had I during the campaign last fall we there were a lot of questions that came up. About different issues and preparedness to handle certain issues, but I don't ever remember somebody asking about, or or me even thinking about, how would we as a city handle a global pandemic? I remember years ago when I worked uh, for United States Senator Mel Martinez, and there were discussions about the country's readiness for a pandemic and how something like this could spread, and, and that was... Back in 2006, 2007, and so to to be in a situation like this in 2020, at times it's been surreal. Just some of the things that we're we're having to deal with, and and watching businesses closing and and the economy uh, coming to a halt in many sectors. And so, from a city standpoint, there have been a lot of challenges as a policymaker. And I think you saw that last week and in, in previous weeks as we were trying to make decisions on what's the best approach for Lakeland? So before the state of Florida had issued, before Governor DeSantis issued a safer at home order for the entire state, you had different communities that were taking different approaches. The governor had issued those orders for certain counties in South Florida, and then uh, other counties, Hillsborough, Pinellas, Orange, and some others around the state had had done their own as as well. And so there were discussions do, what do we do for Lakeland? And and we had a lot of voices on, on that. A lot of, there were many people who were saying we need to, to issue a safer at home or stay at home order for the city. There were others who were, who were more hesitant who were, uh, and I think a, a valid point was that if the city were to do such an order and, and Polk County as a whole did not have that in place, how would that work and, and would it be effective? And so we, we had not quite resolved that when Governor DeSantis issued a statewide order, and I, which I think uh, made it a lot easier for local governments. It brought consistency across the state of Florida. We were actually getting ready to have a special called commission meeting last Wednesday. I don't know if we would have discussed a safer at home order, but I think we were headed that way. I really do. I think as things were changing, as the message from the White House and the federal officials, the public health experts who are leading the federal response and our state response, the messaging from them last week was getting stronger about the, the, the need and the urgency of having social distancing practices in place in your community and really encouraging people to stay at home except for essential business and limiting places where people can gather in crowds and so, as all that was happening, that was middle of last week. That's when the governor's um, the governor made the announcement of, of his order. And so we we struggled with as a commission. I, I think uh, our approach to public spaces, to parks. You saw that back at the end of March, we uh, made the decision to close parks, and and that included boat ramps and. Um, the golf course, tennis courts, and um, just our our playgrounds and pavilions and and things of that nature. And uh, there was some criticism that came with that. And I think uh, the following week, we were trying to find a way, can we open up some places where um, social distancing can can be followed and, and people can be outside safely apart from each other, as the days went on, uh, for me, and I, and I wrote a blog post on this, uh, on my thought process, uh, how I approached this issue. So at I it's called From Monday to Wednesday. And if you're following me on social media, you may have seen that. But really just explaining sort of how I approached it at the beginning of last week and then by the middle of the week, uh, had, had changed my vote as it related to parks. And I think it just became harder and harder to justify keeping places open. And, and I look at Lake Hollingsworth and the running trail, and that was a uh, not necessarily an easy decision for me because I, I know how many people Love Lake Hollingsworth, and that's a part of their exercise routine. And there are certain times during the day where you probably could be out at the lake, and there aren't a lot of people, and social distancing is very possible. But in the evenings, there was one night that I I rode around in my car and uh, on my way home from work, and it looked like a 5k was going on out at the lake. And so there's just lots of crowds, lots of people who were gathering, and it seemed like as the warnings from our, our nation's top public health officials, those warning, warnings were to restrict places and limit crowd sizes and places where people gather, that for me, it made sense just to, as a city, to close all of our parks and and even those trails right now, as hard as that may be. And I know for many people, that is hard. Uh, we have inconvenienced a lot of people with that decision. And I uh, shared on Monday at our meeting this this past week, uh, today is April 8th. So I had to look at the day to see what day it is. Wednesday, April 8th. Um, on Monday, I said, I know that uh, our decisions are impacting the lives of Lakelanders. And so we're mindful of that. And I, I don't want to keep those facilities closed any longer than we need to. Uh, but I do know that we're hearing, at least this week, from uh, federal and, and state officials that we, we want to be cautious that we don't let up Uh, Too quickly that we don't let our guard down um, too early, and just the consequences that we could see if if we did that. And and so we you know we continue to try to make the best decisions in this environment that we can. And we're in a a time of uncertainty. There's great uncertainty. And um, for me, I I, and I know our other commissioners as well. We are very plugged into what is happening in our county and our state and at the federal level there are three different calls that I am on every week. On Monday, it's a call with our County Emergency Operations Center. On Tuesday, there's a call with the state of Florida Division of Emergency Management. And then on Wednesday, there's a call that's led by the White House and different federal officials. And and those calls have been very helpful to to get the the latest information from each level of government and hopefully use that to inform our decision-making process here in Lakeland. So as a city, we continue to try and be as, as agile and responsive, nimble as we can. We talk about that a lot right now uh, on the commission, and I think we've seen that in our city leadership, our city manager's office, and our department heads, and just having to make changes very quickly. We, we now have over 600 employees, City of Lakeland employees, who are working remotely, and, and I know that spooling that up and, and getting that in place in a matter of weeks is not easy, And, um, it's been a significant shift for uh, a large part of our city workforce. But I'm, I'm proud of what the city is doing in that regard because I think, um, we've had to hustle to make that happen, but it's been encouraging to see that. And so, um, you know that that's one thing you know from the city side that is that is going on. Uh, I know a lot of our city services are being done remotely a lot of meetings are being scheduled over the phone or via video conference and so uh, the city continues to operate and serve residents but many times just like we're seeing in a lot of businesses the way in which we do that is different or it's online and so uh, we continue to adapt in that regard as well. So I I encourage people to stay tuned to lakelandgov.net is our website, and and that's where city updates are um, tomorrow. And by the time I release this podcast, it'll be the same day. Uh, But Thursday, April 9th, we have a briefing from Dr. Jackson of the health department uh, that oversees Polk and Hardy counties. And uh, she has briefed us before, but we have a special briefing where we will be able to just hear the latest and hear from from the public health side here locally how things are going. And so, um, stay tuned for that. Again, LakelandGov.net is our city website, and um, follow us on social media. It's a great place uh, to follow the city and and get updates. I know that these are challenging days for many of you, and for people who are small business owners, uh, I really um, feel for the small business community right now, and want to to see what can we do as a city to support small businesses now and and in the aftermath of this crisis. I mentioned speaking to the Lakeland Chamber this morning. I, I'll have the opportunity tomorrow to talk to small business owners and entrepreneurs from Bridge Local. Uh, and really just um, the camaraderie that I'm seeing right now in the business community is, is strong and it's encouraging. And I know that um, people are trying to look out for each other and see how we can support businesses. If you're a, if you're working from home and you're trying to do work and school with your kids at home, uh, I feel your pain in that. My wife and I are in the same boat. And you know, today I was um, uh, on a call and and uh, my two-year-old was banging on the door and he made an appearance at our agenda study session for the commission. Um, that we, we do via GoToMeeting. And I, I did a media interview in my yard today um, via FaceTime. And so it's just, it's different and it's, it is challenging. The schedule is, is hard. And so I, I offer just encouragement to families and people with kids who are trying to uh, keep them in, at, at the house and, and do school and work at the same time. And so the, it's not a small feat for sure. Uh, switch. I want to switch gears and talk a little bit about Lakeland Electric. And uh, all of our commissioners sit on the utility committee. Uh, in addition to, an, um, I think there are five representatives from the community. So we have there are twelve of us who are on that utility committee, and we um, act sort of as a, a board, if you will, for um, many of the strategic decisions and vision for Lakeland Electric. And once a month, it's the first Monday of the month. We have an opportunity to get updates from uh, Lakeland Electric's general manager, Joel Ivey, but also different department directors uh, at the utility, and just an update on their operations and the things that they're doing. One of the big topics has been, uh, over the past few months, the uh, shuttering or shutdown, if you will, of the coal-powered plant, uh, Unit 3, the Macintosh plant, and how do we replace the power that we will lose from that. And, and the plan is to shutter that plant uh, around the, the year 2024, uh, you know give or take kind of depending on um, just conditions and, and the health of that, that facility. but um, if, if you look out across the, the utility industry, coal and coal plants, are not the future. And so most utilities, most regions of the country are going away from coal. And so how do we replace that? How do we make sure that we have enough power generation? This has been a learning curve for me, I'll admit. I I didn't come into this position as an expert in the utility industry. I've done some work for utility clients uh, in my business, but on the communication side, um, more from a big picture standpoint. And so this has been just a learning opportunity for me to, to learn about power generation and what uh, goes into that and how complex it is. And it really, it it is impressive as you get into the details of it and you see what it takes uh, to power our homes, to provide efficient and affordable and dependable power in a community. And, and I thoroughly enjoyed my visit to some of the power plants. I guess that was the end of February. It was, it was before all of this happened and I, I look forward to doing more of that once things get back to some sense of normalcy uh, and it's possible to go out and do tours and interact with staff. But uh, it, Lakeland Electric leadership had brought to the utility committee uh, back in March, and we had had discussions about this really from the, from the end of 2019 going into the beginning of the year, but just the the options that they were considering for power replacement and what that would look like. And they were asking us as a committee uh, to give an advisory vote. So basically a, an official thumbs up as we, uh, to say that we approve of this direction that we're going. The utility does not need a, a formal vote uh, to make these operational changes, but uh, certainly uh, Lakeland Electric wants to have the, the buy-in of the committee. And I think that's, that's great. I think that's um, a, a good, good move. And so uh, the makeup that has been presented, uh, the, the mix of power replacement for unit three would be a combination of five internal combustion engines that are powered by natural gas. Uh, There are a lot of details that were presented to us on why uh, that is the preferred method and just their efficiency, their lifespan, um, the ability uh, to use that type of machine um, as power replacement. That would be the main source, uh, but also combined with some solar and increasing our solar um, power in our portfolio as a utility as a whole. And I know that's an important topic to a lot of people. Um, I think it's a good start where we are. And I think the utility is making efforts to, to add more solar into our power portfolio. I know there are people out there who feel like we could do more and that may be the case, but I think we're working in that direction. And so I look forward to hearing more about solar efforts, renewable energy, um, in the future. But so the, the internal combustion engines, solar battery, uh, uh, storing some of the power from solar into, into small uh, battery units is also part of, of that mix. And so uh, we did, as a utility committee, we approved uh, the proposal that was presented to us. Uh, you can find more about that. Uh, LakelandElectric.com has a blog, uh, a news blog, that gives a lot of the details on um, that package and, and um, what that looks like in, in terms of replacing uh, the coal plant. Uh, in, in the coming years, and and I think it's it is to me it's fascinating to have um, a utility in our backyard that our city owns that's accountable to our residents, and um, we're able to to really have a front row seat at some of these things that the decisions that are taking place that will really affect. Customers and residents of, of the city for many years, and so we take that responsibility seriously as utility committee members. And I'm excited to be on that, and I look forward to to um, continuing to just learn more about this space as uh, you know the years uh, go by and in, in my term. The last thing that I wanted to talk about in in this episode is serving on the finance committee, and uh, the mayor appoints each commissioner to a handful of. Committees, And one of the ones that I serve on alongside Mayor Mutz and Commissioner and Mayor Pro Tem Scott Franklin is the finance committee. And we've only had a couple of meetings so far this year, but our, our most recent meeting was to get an update from a third party auditor uh, that the city uses once a year. We're required to have an annual financial audit. And uh, the the most important findings that came back from that would, uh, were no significant issues were found in the audit. It was a completely clean audit. Uh, it was a great report. And um, it, it just underscores the the work that our city staff is doing um, from a financial standpoint. Um, our finance director, Mike Brosart and his staff, I want to give a shout out to them because I know they put hours and hours into preparing for the audit and just doing all that they can to put our city in the strongest financial position that we can be in. You know, having, and and I'm still getting to know Mike, um, but he uh, is always more than willing to sit with me and walk me through different financial topics, uh, the history of things, why the city has done certain things the way we have, and that's been incredibly helpful. And I think going into um, this, the remainder of this year and 2021, being in good financial shape uh, is more important than ever. We really don't know right now what next budget year looks like as i mentioned before there's so much uncertainty from an economic standpoint we do know that we're losing revenue from a lot of the events at the rp funding center it's easily into the hundreds of thousands of dollars if not more what does that look like what does that effect have on our budget for the upcoming year are there broader economic uh, issues and and problems more systemic problems that could affect the city i think it's likely but we just we don't know yet and so as we talk about Strategic planning and budget planning, which will happen now it's it's in May for strategic planning. It was supposed to be in April, and uh, we're not sure yet on the budget sessions, which were uh, scheduled for uh, right around June, early July. Those may get pushed out as well, but I think the picture just changes a lot. What we were thinking in February when the economy was at a a very solid position and for many companies an all time high, and it, it has changed so fast. And so does that, how does that affect our strategic plans for the city? I, I think we're still figuring that out. And so again, just going back to trying to make sure that we are, as, a, um, as the city of Lakeland, that we're nimble, that we're agile, and that we can adjust as we need to. And I, I think we will. I, we've got some great leaders at both the staff and uh, commission level. But it's going to be a challenge. I I really believe that. And um, so stay tuned. Stay with us. Again, stay in touch. If you have thoughts, ideas, whether it's a topic for the podcast or just want to drop a line and say, hey, I really think the city needs to consider this. Uh, this is a time when we're all riding through this together. Uh, these uncertain times, and I thank you for you know, your involvement in our city. There's so many great organizations that I'm seeing the work that they're doing right now, and just stepping up from churches and faith-based groups to nonprofits, the private sector—you name it—everybody uh, is is in this. So. So I think I'll stop here for this episode and and pick back up in two weeks. Again, I really appreciate you listening to a view from city hall. Feel free to share this with friends and fellow Lakelanders who might enjoy listening. And I look forward to seeing you back here again soon.